Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my predictions for UFC 288, which will be going down this Saturday. And I like this card, man. I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like it, especially after the fight between Charles and Benil got moved to UFC 290. Um, I understand those sentiments, but I, I still think this is a very solid card, especially since uh, we have Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns in the co-main event now. Um, there's also some other fun fights here. I like Jessica Andrade. I always like when she she fights. I think she's a solid fighter going up against Yan Xiaonan, who has quite a bit of momentum behind her right now after her past win. And then Movsar Ivloyev. I, oh man, I really want to see him fight Bryce Mitchell, but now he's going to be fighting Diego Lopez after Bryce pulled out due to injury. It was, they were saying it's an undisclosed injury. Like, we've seen the uh unbet unbetted embedded ufc embedded videos <laughs> i'm like unbetted uh if you if you guys didn't see it like uh bryce's shoulder was completely purple and i'm like is this like a tattoo or is he just like hurt like what is this man uh i guess they pulled him out because of that at least that's what i think and then to open up this card we have crone gracie coming back man like i thought this guy was just done with mma but he's coming back 34 years old now Last fight was against Cub Swanson back in 2019. Like, that's wild, man. There's been a full pandemic since he last fought. And 5-1, uh, and one, lost that fight to Cub Swanson. But that fight was insane. I loved that fight. Um, and he's going to be going up against Charles Jourdain, who is a tough fight, man. Charles Jourdain, yeah, he's on a two-fight losing streak, but still a tough fight for anyone, man. So... I'm looking forward to that fight as well. And then you have Drew Dober. He's going to be fighting Matt Frivola. Oh, man, that's a great fight. I love that fight. Um, who else do we have here? Oh, Kennedy and Zechiku. I like this guy as well. Has been looking good as of recent. As of recent. Uh, let's see who else we have. Chaos Williams, man. Yo, Chaos Williams is on this card as well. Like... This is a good card, in my opinion. Maybe, like, not the the biggest card, but I'm looking forward to the fight. A lot of these fights, in my opinion. And to be honest, I like cards like this where it's kind of underrated because that's when it turns out to be a really good card, in my opinion. So I'm looking forward to it, but let me give you my predictions for, I think, the main card mostly. I'll probably talk about Drew Dober and Matt Frivola as well, but let's talk about the main card and start with the main event Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo who's going to win that fight personally I think it's going to be Aljamain Sterling and you know I think there's just too many factors when it comes to not knowing where Henry Cejudo is at this is going to be his first fight after three years and you know when someone is out of the sport for that long, it's hard to see where they're at physically and mentally, you know? Like I said in my last video, there's only been a couple of people who have done this, who have come back after long layoffs and fought for the belt and won it. And that was George St. Pierre and John Jones. And those two guys are considered as the greatest of all time. So it's just like, you know... This, this is going to be a hard one. I think you could also put Dominic Cruz in there as well. But Dominic Cruz, like, I don't know. I guess you could put Dominic Cruz there as well. Because he, he he didn't fight for the belt after years. And I think he did that against uh, Henry Cejudo. Because his last 
fight before that Henry Cejudo title fight was in December of 2016. So damn, that was a long time ago as well. Um, but still unable to do it, win the belt after years away from the sport. And uh, it goes to show, like only the GOATs, the, the fighters that people consider as the GOATs are able to accomplish such a feat. And when George St. Pierre did it, it wasn't an easy task like Michael Bisping gave him a fight and at some points it looked like Michael was going to win that fight before George got the finish and then as for John man John made it look easy so we have two completely different uh results by the goats when it came to them coming back back after years and winning a championship so will Henry Cejudo be amongst those fighters to do it and personally I don't think so man I think the guy has been away from the game for too long. The sport has evolved. His division especially has evolved quite a bit. Aljamain Sterling has evolved a lot. Like the guy is such a good fighter right now. And he has been looking so good heading into this fight camp. And, you know, I feel like Aljamain turned it up to another level once he got into the UFC. Uh, not once he got into the UFC, once he became a UFC champion, because yeah, this guy is just a different guy compared to even the the win against Corey Sanhagen. I I really felt like that win really put eyes onto Aljamain. But as a champion, I th- I, specifically after he won the belt against Piotr Jan in that disqualification win, I feel like he really turned it up heading into that fight against Piotr Jan. I'm like, damn, Aljamain looks so good, man. Like this guy is on a mission. And it, 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 that mentality of I'm on a mission, especially a mission to prove everyone wrong, I feel like has been the motivation for Aljamain as the champion. And luckily for him, that's always been his med- motivation heading into fights because Every title defi- every title defense now has just been him proving people wrong because so many people are doubting him. And till this day, people are calling him the fake champ. He's not the real champ. He's an actor and he doesn't deserve to be the champion. But I feel like this fuels him. And I feel like heading into this fight against Henry Cejudo, that same narrative is still continuing. I feel like it's a narrative that will forever continue for him as long as he's the champion. And... Like I said, he's been looking so good heading into this fight. And I just don't like, I don't like that, especially with Henry Cejudo just being out of the game for so long. And it's not only that he's been out of the game for so long, but he's really enjoyed retirement. It seems like he's become a father. Um, He's been a great YouTuber. I think he is such a great analyst for his YouTube channel and I think he really settled into that lifestyle and when he announced he was coming back, I just, I didn't really like it because I just felt like it was not necessary and, you know, he's just enjoying life as a retired fighter and I wish he continued that, but he he thinks he can can come back and recapture his Bantamweight Championship. If he does it, that will be huge, but I just think Aljamain Sterling is such a tough test for many fighters right now at Bantamweight considering how much momentum he he has and just how good of a fighter he has become so I think Aljamain has this and then when you also consider the how Henry has been looking 
prior to this fight. It's been a different Henry Cejudo. I don't know if people can agree with me on this, but like he's just been so different. Like it, it, it's not the regular like cringe Cejudo. I feel like him putting on that cringe act prior to fights made me more confident that he was going to win because it just seemed like he was so confident in himself that he could do whatever he wants. He could be as cringy as he wanted to and still get the win. And him not doing that prior to this fight just gets me worried for some reason. That little interaction he had with Aljamain uh, prior to the fight, like there was like a, a video of them like shaking hands before. It just seemed like, I don't know, Henry was like overcompensating, being like, I'm ready. This was the best fight camp. And it was, it was just kind of weird, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, over, I'm overlooking this, but I think Henry is just in a different headspace compared to before. He was also doing that light training prior to this fight that everyone has been talking about and I didn't understand it. And yeah, I don't know, man. I like Henry Cejudo, uh, but I don't think he'll be able to be get, he, he won't be able to get it done against Aljamain Sterling. So I'm gonna have to pick Aljamain Sterling as the winner for this main event. In the co-main event, we have Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Very excited for this fight. Looking forward to it, especially since it's a five-rounder. I think there's a good chance it goes all the five rounds, to be honest, because both guys are very tough. Both guys are hard to put away. So I see it going all five rounds. Uh, I think that also plays a factor heading into this fight, that it's a five-rounder instead of a three-rounder. And to be honest, I think that favors Bilal Muhammad a little bit more because it just seems like he's someone who is not afraid to go all five rounds. His last five-rounder was against Vicente Luque. Um, looked great in that fight. And for Gilbert Burns, his last five-rounder was against... Let's see. Damn, when was his last... Has he ever been five rounds before? <laughs> yeah, okay, against Tyron Woodley. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that fight. So he fought Tyron Woodley, defeated him in five rounds, but that was back in 2020. So it's been a while since we've seen... Gilbert in a five-round fight and uh yeah man like this is a very closely contested bout and it's also a fight that I don't want either guy to lose because I like both guys a lot um but who is my pick I think it's going to be Bilal Muhammad man I think Bilal Muhammad is just at an ultimate high right now I'm not saying Gilbert isn't as well he's been looking good but I think Bilal is on an ultimate high against better competition Gilbert his past two wins have been against a past his prime, Jorge Masvidal and Neil Magny. And credit to Neil Magny, but he's just not a top 10 guy. He is a journeyman. So he hasn't really been fighting the most impressive guys as of recent. He looked very impressive in defeat against Hamza Chimaev. I'll give him credit for that. But aside from that, he hasn't been fighting the best guys. But Bilal has. He's coming off of wins against Steven Thompson. Damian Maya, Vicente Luque, Sean Brady. I know Sean Brady, many people don't really look at him highly, but with the amount of momentum he had heading into UFC 280, it was a dangerous fight for Bilal Muhammad, but Bilal absolutely shook, like schooled him in that fight. So I think that was still a very impressive win. His last non-win, which was a no contest against Leon Edwards, I say Leon was beating Bilal prior to that eye poke, but that was a different version of Bilal Muhammad, in my opinion. Ever since that fight, he's just 
turned it up a gear, especially his last fight against Sean Brady. He looked the most impressive that we've ever seen him. And I think a lot of it had to do with him training with Habib and Habib's team. And even though Habib is not a trainer anymore, I think Bilal is still going to be training with Habib's guys. And that is a huge factor, man. Like, I think uh, Bilal has become a different fighter because of all of this. And I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that Gilbert Burns isn't a different fighter or, or an even better fighter, but I just think it's it's Bilal's time right now. And I, I it's hard, it's sad to say that because I want it to be Gilbert's time as well because he's 36, he's getting older right now. This may be his last shot at fighting for a title. Um, but yeah, for Bilal, man, I this is going to be his first ever shot you know at least gilbert has done it already so that's why i think i, f- I feel like i i lean more towards Bilal winning because it's like i want to see Bilal fight for the title man after all the years of him being overlooked by so many people it's like i want him to get his moment to at least try to win a championship so i think a lot of this is me picking with my heart but stylistically i think uh it's a very even fight both guys have uh, their strengths and weaknesses that play into each other's fight plans, game plans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just think, uh, I don't know, man. I think with this being a five-round fight, and another thing we have to consider is Gilbert coming off of uh, a win just less than a month ago, a fight less than a month ago. That's also a huge factor as well. I think uh, going into this fight, Bilal, has the edge and i think momentum wise he has a little bit more edge as well so i'm gonna have to go with Bilal muhammad for the win let's talk about jessica andraj versus yan xiaonan yan xiaonan is coming off of that win against uh mackenzie dern and that was an impressive win uh bounced her back after Two straight losses, and that was against Marina Rodriguez and Carla Esparza. That defeat to Carla Esparza wasn't the greatest, but split decision against Marina Rodriguez is not too bad. And then majority decision against Mackenzie Dern. I thought she clearly won that one, uh, but she's going up against Jessica Andrade, and yeah, Jessica Andrade is like one of the like greatest strikers in uh, women's MMA history. Like this woman, just crazy crazy amount of power like that last win that she had against lauren murphy was absolutely insane man like i was just so impressed with how she absolutely destroyed lauren i felt bad for lauren i'm like this this shit if there was a fight where we needed a towel to be thrown this was the fight because it was just an absolute beatdown. but after that win which capped off a three fight win streak she fought she fought aaron blanchfield I'll give credit to Jessica because she took that fight on short notice, but um, she did lose that fight. She had her moments early on, especially on the feet, but once Aaron brought it down, it was easy for Aaron to get that rear naked choke and get the finish. So it was a defeat, but Aaron Blanchfield is very impressive, and I think the future for Aaron is very bright. So there's no... There's no, um, what's the word? There's no shame in losing to Aaron Blanchfield at this point, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, Jessica Andrade coming off of that defeat, but I do think she will be able to bounce back 
by winning against Yan Xiaonan. I can't believe Jessica's only 31 years old. That's insane, man. Like, it seems like she's much older, like 35 or something, because, like, she's just been fighting for so long. Like, her first fight in the UFC was back in 2013. And when was that? That was 10 years ago. So she was 21 back at that point, And she is still going strong. You could even argue she's probably in the prime of her career right now. And I, I still think she she still has it in her. I know she's been in so much so many fights, taking a lot of damage, but I think she'll be able to get this win against Yan Zhaonan at UFC 288. So I'm gonna pick Jessica Andrade, Movsar Ivloyev against Diego Lopez. I'm gonna pick Movsar, man. Like I'll respect Diego if he pulls up upset. That's very impressive. But Movsar 16 and 0, uh, just an absolute beast wherever the fight goes he is a scary guy in this featherweight division for anyone to go up against so i'm gonna have to pick most sorry Vloyev. that's that's just the quick pick for this uh main card crone gracie versus charles jordan this is actually honestly it's it's very hard to say because um who knows where crone gracie is at after not fighting for four years it's been four years since he last fought so um even though he lost to uh cup swanson got to give credit to his heart but who knows how much that damage in that fight uh, affected him as a fighter um yeah he hasn't fought in a while so i feel like that's gonna be not the greatest if he's able to bring charles jordan down then i there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be able to finish charles but will he be able to do it I don't know, man, because if it stays on the feet, I think Charles definitely picks him apart. But once it gets to the ground and Crone gets get grabs a hold of him and locks up a submission, it's over. So it's hard to say, man. I think it's a very closely contested bout. I'm, I think I'm going to go with Charles Jordan, though, even though Charles is on the two fight losing streak. Um, you know, I think he, he's still a good fighter. He is still a solid fighter. And uh, I don't know, man. I want to. I think I'm picking Charles because he's Canadian, so I'm just like leaning more towards him. I think this is a hard pick, but uh, who knows with Crone Gracie? That's the thing. Who knows, man? So I could see Crone Gracie winning this fight. The more I think about it, as well, um, and I think this is a favorable matchup for him to do that. So, do I think he'll be able to do it? Oh my God! This I think this is the hardest fight to pick on this card, to be honest. Um, I, I the, see the layoff is what just turns me off, man. I think I'm gonna have to go with Charles Jordan. Yeah, that's my pick, Charles Jordan, for the win. Uh, let's talk about Drew Dober and Matt Frivola. Drew Dober has been looking very impressive as of recent. It really seems like he's going to make that jump into the top ten very soon. And uh, this is a guy who's been fighting in the UFC for so long since 2013 and now it finally feels like okay he's making his mark in the ufc three straight wins coming off of that impressive knockout against bobby green before that finishes against rafael alves and terence mckinney just been a very impressive run for drew dober and then as for Matt Frivola coming off of two straight wins after that quick knockout against Terrence McKinney. 
against Geraldo Val- Gennaro Valdez and Otman Azaitar. I get I guess they're not the biggest of names, but still two straight finishes is uh very impressive to me, in my opinion. Uh but I do think I will pick Drew Dober. I think Drew Dober's momentum is at an all-time high and he's on a mission right now to finally make a name for himself in this lightweight division and at least get into the top 10. I think uh, he's just been looking good and I could see Drew Dober getting the finish in this fight. So I'm going to have to pick Drew Dober for the win against Matt Travola. But what do you think? What is your What are your thoughts on this UFC 288 card? Who are your picks? But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you in my next one. Bye-bye.